Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Uber Neuro, the podcast designed to bring fantastic interviews with amazing neurodiverse people who, despite any challenge they have faced, have managed to absolutely crush it and deliver an amazing uh, life journey. And today uh, we have an incredible champion with us, literally a champion of a man uh, in multiple ways. Uh, Gordon Burton, are you there? I am here. How are you doing? Nice to be here. I'm, I'm really good and I'm very pleased to have finally been able to get a time in your diary because you are one of the busiest people I think I know. Um, so we're going to talk a bit about you and uh, the perspective as ever is to imagine we're talking to my 13-year-old son. Uh, that's why I started this podcast. He was diagnosed with autism in March. He's a cracking lad, brilliant champion, but he needs to see there are lots of people just like him. Uh, who have gone through this stuff and are still absolutely crushing it and living an amazing life. So that's that's how it's uh, set I'm, up. I'm uber, uber honoured to be <laughs> on this podcast and it's something that's very close to my heart. So thank you, thank you very, very much for having me. No, it's my pleasure. So uh, I, I could describe you in a lot of different ways. I've met you obviously uh, through the incredible Nick James and Expert Empires. Um, and I know a little bit about you, but why don't you tell these amazing people a little bit of your backstory? And I think they're going to be very impressed. So go ahead. No problem. Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I suppose to take it back from when I was younger, really, and growing up in a um, in a uh, very um, a very strange environment in my own world, if you like. Um, always felt very alone, very um, isolated. Didn't really understand myself. I was always one of them kind of kids who was on the peripherals, a little bit quirky, a little bit different. And at junior school, um, as uh, I kind of tried to fit in with people, I only had two friends. Uh, both were girls and both used to beat me up. I remember that significantly. And, and I was a very, I was just, I always felt very, either very lost and very different. Uh, I even had one of them big curtain earrings and big gold ones in my left ear. And I actually thought, I remember having that earring and thinking, man, I'm going to look cool. And, and I remember just having the mickey taken out of me and really like, like quite bullied in many ways at junior school. I went from there and uh, I was very, you know, it kind of all changed. Then I went to secondary school and I was always that guy on the peripherals. I was always trying to fit in and I never felt like I fit in. I remember, um, you know, people uh, making fun of me, calling me names. And even in the football team, the, the coach in the, the school football team even took sides with the, the, the blue-eyed boy, if you like, because he didn't like me. So then the coach put me on the sidelines and I always felt I was pushed away, pushed down, pushed away, just didn't quite fit in. Very different, very quirky. And then it got quite bad. I was, I was, um, I remember a, a, a guy, uh, a lad who used to live down my school, uh, lived down my road. And I was, you know, I lived in so much fear because I was very different. And I, I remember riding home from school so many times and running, like push my bike into the hedge and running. And I'd look for the videotape, if anyone listens and they know what a videotape is. We got a videotape out and made sure it was, I made sure it was long enough. I made sure it was, a, you know, the longest video. And I'd sit there trembling, not watching the, not, not watching the TV, just staring at it in fear, saying, please don't ask me to go out of my head because my mum would come in and say, why are you not going outside? Because I, and the reason I wasn't is because I was so scared. Every time he'd squat, I'd get bullied and kicked and punched. And it was very like hard time. You know, I remember many times literally getting beaten up and running back into my mum and my mum going, get back outside because she was a strong, wonderful lady trying to help me, but I was in so much fear. 
And that's what happened to me for many years. I was trying to fit in. I'd even walk up the street. And I remember, like, I, I remember this dual decker, like, um, going past. And this guy, like, literally looking at us and I'm going to kill you. Like, and I'm like, who is this guy? It was just, I was attracting conflict into my life and it didn't feel very good. And I felt very alone. I felt very alone. I felt very isolated. And along that journey, when I was 16, my a friend of mine came to the door, or like came to my house, and I, I remember him saying, uh, hey man, um, do you want to come to kickboxing? Big hippie dude, dreadlocks, big beard on it. <laughs> and I'm like, um, no way, you're insane. I'm so scared as it is. I mean, so much fear. Imagine it. I want, I want you to imagine someone so, so full of fear, so scared of conflict, so scared of themselves, didn't love themselves very much, thought that, you know, I was so different, I need to fit in. And um, I just, I didn't want to do that kind of thing, but started on the, he, he managed to get me down there, started on this martial arts journey. And, you know, I used to drive backwards and forwards, crying at like 17, 18 years of age, backwards and forwards to the dojo. I'd end up going towards the dojo, then I'd, then I'd come back and I just kept going, yes, you can, no, you can't, and had this fear, and I'd end up, always end up there. Tears, wipe the tears, go into the martial arts class, get me head kicked in a little bit, come back out in tears. And this happened for a lot, a long time. And I went to, I started competing and going to tournaments. I remember the first tournament I ever had, I get, gets to go on the mats and I'm at the edge of the mats and I'm getting ready in my first ever tournament. I look up and I, you know, on the edge of the mat and I swear it was Bruce Lee looking at me. Like this guy on the end of the mats, I'm like, oh my life. And it was Bruce Lee and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was them wow. together. And he did these spinning kicks. I'm like, this is supposed to be a beginner section. Like this kid was clearly in the wrong section or cheating. But I remember getting knocked down 10 times and that fear again and that dread. And I, I remember walking off that, that day and throwing my gloves away and saying, I ain't doing that again. And I used to go back again the following day. And I, I, I carried on that journey for a couple of years of just losing. And I had this whole journey of just not feeling good enough and talking myself down and I carried on that journey for a long long time and I started winning some martial arts competitions and but every time I won I kept telling myself that it was because it was lucky it was just a lucky win I just felt good I, just, I must have just eaten the right thing you got a lucky draw I used to tell myself all these things for so many years wow. it went on like that for 15 years wow 15 years and uh, externally, I looked like I, I got it together. Internally, I had such low self-love. I didn't like who I was, didn't like my name. Just didn't like the person that I was because I didn't fit in and in my mind. And um, I had a lot of personal development along the way. I had a lot of uh, coaches and trainers and, um, I, and, and to really work on who I was, to start to love who I was. But it, it was kind of a process. And in 2012... Um, I uh, it all changed for me. I, I fought in the British Championships and won my won everything. I beat everyone. I was like, wow, you must have been lucky. What a lucky day! And <laughs> then I got picked for the England team uh, to go fight in Canada and um, trained really hard for that. Went over there and then the plane. I'm thinking, what are you doing here? You don't deserve to be here. You're going to get. And I'm talking myself out of all this stuff and telling myself I was no good. Wins the first fight as I'm over there. The second fight, Americans, Canadians kept winning. I was like, wow, how lucky are you, right? Okay. Gets to the final, and the final's in a couple of days' time. Still telling myself, well, you've done this well to get this far, or something. And um, I remember something clicked on me the night before the, the final. And I had this sense of, 
if I carry on doing the same thing, I'm going to get the same result. I'm going to start to be kind to myself. I'm going to start to be a little bit nicer. So I started to visualize winning. I started to visualize winning in the final, started telling myself, yeah, of course you're good enough. You're different, but you are who you are, etc." And um, had that over and over through my mind in that night. And I woke up the next morning with this sense of calm, this sense of certainty. And I woke up and I remember getting up and everything was perfect. I folded my t-shirt perfectly. I even folded my boxer shorts, you know, everything had to be perfect and went down and got warmed up. And then it was my turn to fight in the final against an 18 year old. who was hungry. He was fast. I was 35 years of age. Wow. And this guy won everything. He was so amazing. And I'm looking over and the, the, the fear comes again. And I went from there in the first round, I, you know, the end of the first round, I'm looking over and I'm a few points, I'm, I'm winning. Like I've got the second round, I'm like, yeah, but the second round you might lose and went through and it gets to the end of the fight and my arm gets raised and um, I won my first world kickboxing title, the dream of mine. Wow. And I started crying in front of the crowd and elation and I know now that the pure elation and with my arms out and like shouting and I'm just letting all of this out, it wasn't the winning the world title that, that day that was important is that I'd beat myself and I'd finally arrived in this world and I started to believe in who I was and I started to love who I was more and respect myself. And I went on this massive journey since 2012 on how can I help other people? How can I serve humanity? How can I go out there and inspire other people to realize their true potential internally? See, I'm a kind of person that Honestly, like uh, if I wake up in the morning, like I want to hug the excuse me, I want to I want to hug the world, I want to grab the world and I hug it all. I have so much love. I just I love living, and through the whole process, I've started to love exactly who I am, the quirkiness, how how much energy I have, what I look like, what I sound like. I didn't like anything. I love anything about myself. I realised, you know what, the quirkiness in me, the difference in who I am is who I am. Love who you are. And I try and do that now with everyone that I meet to just be exactly who I am. I wear my heart on my sleeve and I try and inspire people to be everything they are and more every single day. And I feel very blessed to be on this journey and help many people and try and inspire them to be them. No one else, no one, not looking at other people and wanting to be them, not judging themselves on another human being, just looking at themselves, being happy with who they are and just constantly work on themselves to be even better love who you are and that's the, the message I try and give so. amazing and anyone who spent any time with you knows that this is this is a hundred percent real this is everyone that's listening to this uh, what you're hearing is if you met Gordon in real life if you get that pleasure it's like that it is just pure unadulterated positivity and it's an incredible journey from a very negative place to a very positive one um did you uh we, we haven't discussed any specific neurodiversity but um did you discover any specific uh, challenges along the way on on the sort of mental discovery journey in terms of, you know across any challenge specifically that held you no, back i think i'm not that bright <laughs> in the sense <laughs> what you would say is right. right i'm not very smart in the sense what you would call academically you know, I wasn't very academically smart at school. You know, I was always, I mean, I mean, the school teacher said to me, but you'll amount to nothing, you know, and I'm like, well, okay, that's great. And, and I, I was just very, I didn't, I didn't hated school. School just was not my thing. Yeah. And I just didn't connect. I just didn't, didn't feel, you know, but I've, you know, I've gone on to build a, 
uh, one of the biggest martial arts schools in the UK, and um, I've built two multi-million, two multi-six-figure uh, businesses, a consultancy business and a martial arts business, and written a number one set best-selling book. And I've got a podcast listening to in over forty countries around the world. So if I can do that, and I realise that actually my my genius as I've grown up is my creativity. You know, I'm only great at a few things. One is creating and one, another one is just giving loads of love to people. Everything else I'm rubbish at. And you know what, Al? What I've learned and what I want to teach on this podcast is, you know what? When, when you talk about real love for who you are, because you're talking to a human being here who really didn't love himself, really did not love who he was. I love everything about myself. I love the quirkiness. I love it that I leave my keys everywhere and I can't find them. I love that. I love it that I nearly flood the house every couple of weeks. I love it that I nearly burn the house down. I love it that I lose everything and I have people. It's like a, a trail, like Hansel and Gretel, that everyone has to follow me around because I'm just a, I'm just a child. You know what? I'm happy with who I am. I couldn't change me for the world. And I think that without, you know, it's not, it's not arrogance. It's not ego. It's just going like, this is who I am, man. Let's have some fun. And I think when you can love yourself and accept yourself for who you are, man, you'll have a great time in life. You know, I, I really believe that. I, I completely agree. I think that acceptance, and as we get older, I think when you're a young kid, you, you, you know, uh, I know that when my son uh, was diagnosed with autism, he, it, it was his fault. You know, as youngsters, everything's our fault. We internalize everything. You know, if we're not smart enough, it's our fault. It's on us. And, and the teachers sometimes don't even realize it, but they might accidentally reinforce that. Sometimes they might intentionally reinforce that. Sometimes parents say the wrong thing. And as youngsters, we just internalize that and we think it's us. Yes. And I think yours is possibly the best example of that emergence from, it, actually, it's not me. It's not me uh, in a bad way. It's me in a good way. And I fit me. I may not fit the system I'm in, but, but I'm cool with who I am. And I think you get that peace. You talked about that calm on the morning of the fight when you woke up. Absolutely. When you can accept yourself, being happy with who you are, like, absolutely, this is, wow. Like, when you are in a sense of clarity, when you understand, like, when you're calm, you have so much clarity. And we, don't try and, like, like, I think there's a great, great saying, which is, um, why are you trying so hard to fit in when you're born to stand out? What a phenomenal quote. Like, we are born to stand out with who we are, not by being somebody else. You know, celebrate who you are every day. Like, I know that this is, you've done this podcast for teenagers, but teenagers or adults, whoever is listening to this right now, I want you to look in the mirror and just look at yourself and just kiss yourself because you are a phenomenal human being. Look at what you are. There's no one quite like you on this planet. And when like, people say, well, that's insane. Can you do that? Of course you can. Of course you can. The most important story you tell yourself is, the most important story in the world is the one you tell yourself every day. Yeah. What are you saying to yourself? Like, be your biggest fan. Like, yeah. I truly believe, be the biggest fan. Look at yourself and say, man, you're a magnificent speed. Look at you right there. Just love yourself. And I know what that feels like when you feel a little bit different or quirky. You feel like, I need to fit in. You don't need to fit in. Yeah. You need to stand out for everything that you are. Yeah. And when I speak on stage, and I spoke last night, I was in Kent. And I found that really difficult because I just lost my father and it was really difficult for me to get on that stage and I found that it's the hardest I've ever you know, found it. But you know what? I wanted to go and serve, wanted to go and help and I just got there and it was just every bit of me and more and everyone just loved how I was just me and they said it's so refreshing 
to yeah. see someone just being who they are. And I said, that can't be anything else. This is what I was born to be, is me. And we're all born to be that way. And what I want to say to everybody listening on this podcast is that, you know, when you can be everything that you are and nothing more and nobody else, I promise you, that's where you'll be at your happiest. Amazing. Celebrate who you are. Be who you are. You don't need to be anything else. Amazing. I, th I think that's, inc I mean, this isn't just about neurodiversity. This is, this is a life lesson for every human being alive on the planet today. Just absolutely embrace who you are. Embrace what you've got the uniqueness of it, you know, the standing out as opposed to the fitting in, the pressure of fitting in is, is an absurdity, isn't it? We, we live in a world now, Al, where we, we, we're in an epidemic of people trying to fit in and look like another person. The most social media, people looking on social. Now, look at the, look at the teenage, highest suicide rate in teenagers uh, ever. Why? Because they're, all it's about is how I look. Do I look like them? I'm not as thin as them. I'm not as beautiful as them. I don't, you, know, you don't need to be that person. You were born to be you. Yeah. Stop trying to judge yourself on another human being and start looking at yourself with love and empathy. Like you are exactly who you are right now and you are unique in this world. Celebrate that. Amazing. I, I, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to have seen, to seen you speak in person and to have met you. And, and I just, I kind of wish that for everybody because the uh, first time I met you, uh, I just signed up to Expert Empires and you just threw your arms around me you didn't even really know me but you were just like yes man you're on the journey it's going to be epic absolutely and 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 i get the sense that if you could literally throw your arms around the world you would uh, and, and it's kind of interesting because you know there's a saying i'm not a i'm not a i'm a, I'm a lover not a fighter and and you've gone into this world of fighting of kickboxing and you've actually emerged a lover you've emerged the guy who's in love with yourself and understands that if everybody else can be in love with themselves, if we can all love who we are, it actually neutralizes everything. And there's a really interesting, you know, comp. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, without, and I was, when I was talking to you the other night, and I always say this, like, listen, love is the greatest energy in the world. Like, it's the one thing that transcends everything. It transcends religion, faith, anything, like anything in this world, right? Love is the key. Love is the energy that can break barriers. Here's the thing, like, if you want to, like, the, it, love starts from within. Love starts internally. And the more you love yourself, the more you can love the world and other people. And if we can, if we, and here's the thing, is we can, we can love ourselves unconditionally. You can love others unconditionally. Imagine a world where everyone loved who they were, was happy with who they are. We would, we would literally share that with the world. How, uh, what a better place this world would be. Mm. It's a ripple effect. It starts from within. Love starts from within. And once you love internally, unconditionally, don't love with condition. Love unconditionally. Love everything about who you are. You will be able to transcend that. Your love, love is energy. Love creates energy, doesn't it? Like you can feel it. And that's why, you know, over the years, I think I have more love for humanity and people and who they are because I love myself more. And that's what I believe life is all about. Love is, li love, is life and life is love. Amazing. Um, unbelievable. I think, I think there's just so much in this. It's incredible. It's not the podcast I imagine, I ever imagined, but this has just driven the point home around love. And, and there's another lady I, I interviewed a few weeks ago uh, who made the point that it's about kindness. And when you blend that, when you blend love, blend love and kindness, when you don't have expectation connected to love, when it is that unconditional love, you, you can't actually lose. 
no way you can be defeated. You can't lose. Exactly. Like, like if you, the more love you give, the more love you receive. It, it's like a re, just re-energizing every day. Love is energy. Like, mm. But it starts from within. In turn, the one thing you can take away from this podcast, if you look at yourself in turn, look at everything, look at your skin, look at your body, look at your eyes, and think about how you are and just love internally, I promise you now you won't live a day without happiness. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. What, what a message. And as, as many of our friends would say, uh, what a phenomenal time to be alive. Um, and, and I'm blessed to hear that message. Um, before we, uh, before we uh, close the podcast, um, uh, I know you've been working hard, uh, doing a lot of writing lately. Um, anything you want to share with the world? Uh, uh, what, what's coming up, Jordan? Sure. I, I, well, my, my dad, uh, my hero, passed away um, four weeks ago. And um, I found that very difficult. Um, and there's a lot of emotion around that. And as you all do agree, and I went away to the south of France and I wanted to do something in his name um, because he was a special person in many ways, um, as all of our fathers are and, uh, and mums. And I wanted to do something different. So I just sat down and wrote. To, that was my grieving process was to to get it out to do like my dad is the same name as me so I wanted to set his name in lights and this book is written for him and it's called live life happy and I truly believe like this book will help people massively because what we're talking about today and a much deeper level is about creating change in you and looking at yourself and how to how to get up every day and just be happy and you know I I so believe, like, we're so blessed to live in this world right now. It's such a gift. Like, wherever you're standing right now, I want you to stand there and I want you to absorb this second right now because the present is your gift. It's the gift. And we're, you know, I, I try and teach in this book about, like, don't try and look to the future and wait to be happy. Like, the, this is where happiness is. It's in the present. And the book is around creating change, love, connection, happiness, energy, every single day. So you can get up and have an absolutely phenomenal day every day. And like I hear the story, people say you can't be happy every day. That's insane. I said, who made that story up? Everything is created by you. And the book is about how you can change you and create an unbelievable world, an unbelievable life for yourself, which is creates happiness in you and those around you. And that's what Live Life Happy is all about. I'm really excited about the book coming out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been watching uh, on Facebook the evolution of it and it's going to be an absolute corker. I can feel it. I can feel the energy. For it. Oh, I haven't even got it yet. I can feel the energy coming off the cover. Um, it's, it's, some, it's kind of like, it, it's really interesting. Um, it's just like, it's built up to that moment. The last sort of years, I mean, you see, here's some of the stories within there of my life and how it's gone. And then, you know, what, what I've learned along the journey and this love and energy. And I think um, it's going to help a lot of people and frame them in a different way. There's some challenges in there for you to work on. But, you know, my mission in life is this, Al. You know, I want to affect millions and billions of people around the world, their lives to help them realize they have everything they have, they have right now. Like life is truly phenomenal if you choose. Amazing, amazing! Wow, oh, I feel I feel very I feel like I've gone to the mountaintop, Gordon. I feel very energized, having just 
been able to share this with you. Um, I'm extremely grateful. Uh, my son, uh, I believe he listens to all these because obviously this whole series was written to or created to inspire him. And uh, I look forward to telling you his, uh, his feedback. I suspect it will be, uh, uh, you know, he'll just be like, it's a tsunami of love, isn't it? So he'll just be blown away. Uh, pleasure, absolute pleasure. As most when when most people meet you, I think it's kind of an awe-inspiring experience. Well, look, I look forward to seeing you again soon at some point. We'll share some air in a room. Um, to everyone that's listened, uh, thank you so much. Please do share if you care. Share. Uh, that's the saying here at Uber Neuro because obviously we know that there are thirteen-year-olds out there um, who are uh, who totally believe it's them. They think it's their fault. Um, and it isn't. And as Jordan has demonstrated incredibly, uh, as soon as they start loving every little bit about themselves, the world opens up. Uh, Jordan Bircham, you are an absolute legend. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, and um, I look forward to the continued journey. I, I, you can go all the way, mate. So I look forward to watching. Um, everyone else, thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Have a good week.